0: Welcome to the Senedd podcast. These are the First Minister's questions. Thank you for listening.
1: I call members to order and the first item on our agenda this afternoon is questions to the First Minister and the first question is from Hamid Ashkar.
2: Madam Presiding Officer and good afternoon First Minister. What action is the Welsh Government taking to improve the employment prospects of school leavers in Wales, please?
3: Sorry, thank the member for the question. During this Senate term, the Welsh Government will create 100,000 new high quality apprenticeships, strengthening the repertoire of actions we take to help school leavers and others into skilled employment.
2: Thank you very much for the answer, First Minister. Figure shows that about 10% of 16 to 18 years olds in Wales are not in work, education, or training. In England, people have to study or train until they are 18 either go to, going to college or sixth form as an apprenticeship or studying part-time while working or volunteering. The Institute of Public Policy Research says that a similar mandatory 2 years learning requirement, which they call skills, participation should be introduced in Wales. First, Mr, will you agree to study this report, the IPPR, to see if taking the action they recommend Will indeed improve the prospects of our young children and people getting good quality ca- uh, careers on leaving school in Wales please.
3: Uh, well thank the member for that supplementary question of course we'll look at all evidence and this is a very long-standing uh, debate that we've had over many years as to whether or not compulsion is the best way to secure better routes into employment for young people or whether the attractiveness of the offer is what we should uh, rely upon. And uh, every time we've had this debate, we've come to the conclusion that it is better to put our focus on making sure that the range of opportunities for young people are compelling enough to make those young people want to go into the different routes to employment. Uh, and I think we can claim some success for that approach. Uh, we don't compel young people uh, to do it but our employment rates of young people in Wales are higher than those across uh, the United Kingdom and higher than those places where compulsion is the method that is used to to secure those outcomes. Uh, I want the programmes we offer in Wales to be so good that young people will always find something that will assist them to turn their lives from where they are today to where they will want to be uh, in the future, and while we will study evidence, of course, uh, for now, we still prefer that way of assisting young people.
4: Bethan Syed,
5: uh, as you'll be aware, the current uh, national minimum wage uh, for first-year apprentices, app- apprenticeships are £3.90, uh, and this is very low and can hinder people who have uh, employability concerns who will then want to take on um, may have to take on other jobs as well as doing an apprentice. Um, I understand in their past there's been a reluctance to follow recommendations for a living support grant or bursary for low-income apprenticeships over concerns that it would be classed as a taxable benefit, Uh, but given that most first-year apprentices are well below the basic tax Uh, rate threshold, I wouldn't have thought that this would be too much of an issue for you to begin to look into um, as a Welsh Government. So what would you be able to do in this regard, and can you commit to looking into this issue because many uh, apprentices have raised this with me as an issue as to why sometimes they may be stopping going into this particular avenue of education? Uh,
3: Well, uh, as a government, we want to uh, deal with any obstacles that young people face for taking up offers that they think would be of benefit to them. It's why we've retained educational maintenance allowances here in Wales, where they've been abolished uh, elsewhere. I'm familiar with uh, the technical arguments that they have been as to whether or not, if you were to pay apprenticeship, apprentices in a particular way, they would find themselves losing that money because it would be clawed back by a different uh, part of the system. Of course, uh, we keep that under review and very happy to take a further look at it in the light of what the member has said this afternoon.
4: John
6: Griffiths. Um, First Minister, the CAF train manufacturer in my constituency is a very welcome addition to the local economy and it's been a pleasure to visit there and talk with management uh, about the future of the plant. They do have one frustration, well, they may have more than one, but one frustration um, is the lack of women and girls coming forward to take engineering jobs at the <coughs> um In the Basque country, I think it's around half of their engineers are women, but it's just a small number uh, at the Newport Works. They're working with local schools and colleges, but I just wonder what you could say in terms of Welsh Government's ambition to ensure that these opportunities are more open to where Uh, girls and women, and indeed employers have a wider talent pool to draw
0: upon.
3: Well, thank uh, John Griffiths for those important uh, points. Uh, It was a pleasure to meet uh, with my colleague Ken Skates with the whole of the CAF board when they came to Wales in the second half of last year. Uh, They came to our meeting directly from having met the workforce uh, in Newport, and they were absolutely at pains to stress. How impressed they were with the calibre of the people who have been recruited to work for them in Newport, the commitment of those people to making a success uh, of the new CAF enterprise uh, there. But of course, the point that John Gevers makes is a more general one. We are making inroads into this agenda. So, when I met recently uh, with Tata in Shotton and with Airbus uh, in Broughton to meet their young apprenticeships. They were young women engineers uh, in every group that we met, but they are still a minority. Uh, there are still far more young men who find themselves uh, going down that uh, route. We are committed to taking positive action to make those possibilities known to young women, accessible to young women, but there are role models there who they can see and who they can follow, Uh, and to make it clear to them that careers in this part of the employment spectrum are as open to them in Wales as they would be to any other person.
4: Question
1: Question two, David.
3: Will the First Minister make a statement on the Welsh Government's support for regeneration in the Northern Valleys? I thought the Welsh Government draws together powers and investments across our responsibilities to support the regeneration of places and the creation of opportunities for people across the Northern Valleys.
7: And uh, with that in mind, I'm pleased to say that the County Borough Council have produced they are uh, heads of the Valleys uh, Regeneration Area Master Plan, uh, which will uh, tackle uh, um, uh, challenges of of growth and prosperity in the Northern Valleys, in areas like uh, Bargoid, Nelson, St and those places that are hard to reach. Uh, they've announced, uh, they make reference in their report to the Cardiff Capital Region City deal, the South Wales Metro and the Valleys Task Force, all of which must, must link in. And Caerphilly Council have also set aside uh, two, two, £24.5 million pounds, uh, of reserves for capital projects. All of these things should connect together with Welsh Government Policy to ensure that places like Bargoid and Rumley can be strategic hubs in the future for growth um, and development, so the people are travelling north to work um, and not just south to work. How can the First Minister support that? Um, what dialogue has he had with Cafili Council with regard to their uh, master plans, and what future uh, uh, plans will the Welsh Government have to fit in with this ambitious growth that Caerphilly Council has?
3: Uh, well, so can I begin by congratulating Kafili County Borough Council on the ambition uh, that it has set out in its Valley's Regeneration Area Master Plan. I know there's consultation on that plan going on at uh, present and it will be open for the rest of this month. And Welsh Government officials are engaging with uh, officials in Caerphilly Council to make sure that, as Heaven David has said, the initiatives that are proposed by the local authority itself uh, are joined with the many initiatives that the Welsh Government uh, has set in motion for Northern Valleys. Having David Slawid uh, mentioned transport uh, in particular, he will know that Transport for Wales reduced fares by up to 14% mm-hmm. uh, in Northern Valleys uh, in its price uh, review at the beginning of January. And that is precisely to be able to foster the sorts uh, of ambitions that the local member for Kaffili set out, so that more people are able to travel to work where opportunities exist and people are able to travel from outside those areas to opportunities that exist in those Northern Valleys. Opportunities that we are supporting with the 100 million Tech Valleys uh, programme and through the Transforming Towns agenda. Discussed it here uh, in the Assembly in recent weeks. Uh, Our ambition to make sure that those towns across the Northern Valleys have the infrastructure they need, the ambition of the sort set out in the Caerphilly Council uh, Master Plan, and then to support that with the actions that the local authority takes and the investment that the Welsh Government is determined to make in those areas.
4: Andrew R.T. Davis. Uh,
8: thank you, Presiding okay. Officer. First Minister, uh, for my region, obviously, the final phase of the Heads of the Valleys Road by the Bavistock Hotel uh, is an important. Uh, Piece in the jigsaw to make sure that entire road is dual carriaged. Uh, we know the delays of the eastern side have obviously had an impact on the cost pressures of that particular project. You've identified a new funding model uh, that the Welsh Government are using to fund this last phase. Can you give a commitment that, uh, funding model aside, the projected timelines for construction will be hit this time uh, and we will not see the delays that we have seen on the eastern part of this particular project?
3: Uh, the member is right that the mutual investment model will be used to fund the remaining parts of the heads of the valleys road and it is a very important part of the ambition of this government for northern uh, valleys that there is a dual carriageway right along the heads uh, of the valleys so that transport becomes one of the enablers of that local economy the mutual investment uh, model distributes risk in a different way between the funder, the Welsh Government, and the contractor. Uh, And the risks of non-completion and of time slippages are much more with the contractor in the mutual investment uh, model. And for those reasons, we can have some confidence that, uh, unless unexpected uh, matters arise during construction, that the construction will proceed on time and indeed on budget.
9: Caroline Jones, Diolch there is. First Minister, regeneration of the Northern Valleys requires more than just economic development and better transport links. We have to regenerate the environment and ensure our valleys communities are places where people want to live and work. First Minister, in light of the comments by the Royal Meteorological Society that the damage caused by Storm Dennis is a taste of things to come as the South Wales valleys are set to see 50% more rain over the next 10 years, we have to ensure our valleys communities are more resilient. First Minister, what is the Welsh Government doing to increase resilience? And what discussions have you had with the UK Government and the Coal Authority about the state of the coal fields?
3: Uh, well, thank the member for that important uh, question. So, we're then happy to report following questions. Last week, that uh, further meeting between officials of NRW, the local authority, uh, and the Coal Authority have happened since the meeting I chaired with the Secretary of State. Uh, we are both expecting a report by the end of this week, which will provide the additional information that we were looking for in that meeting. Uh, we'll provide some assurance, I hope, about the current state of safety uh, in uh, tips. but we'll go beyond that in the way the member has suggested to provide at least an initial assessment of what needs to be done to make sure that those sites are safe for the future. And if we are to see a different level of rainfall and a different intensity of weather events, then the standards against which safety has been judged in the last decade may not be sufficient for the decade uh, to come. And the report that we will uh, see, it will be an initial report by the end of this week, will begin to give us some advice on that matter. And that will be part of a longer term review of a whole series of issues a uh, arising from the events across Wales in the last uh two or three weeks uh which we will be leading through the Welsh government to make sure that our physical infrastructure is resilient for the future and we are doing everything we can to protect those communities.
4: Questions,
10: organ-
1: Questions now from the party leaders need Lead reply Adam Price.
10: As a worst case uh, scenario, up to 80% of the Scottish population could contract uh, the Covid-19 coronavirus with 250,000 needing hospital treatment according to their chief medical officer. Uh, Yesterday, uh, First Minister, you said uh, your government is working for the best uh, and preparing for the worst. What assessment has the Welsh Government made of a worst case scenario here? and what are the
3: corresponding figures for Wales? Uh, well, uh, Llawir, the Chief Medical Officer for England has confirmed the 80% figure uh, this morning. The range is expected in the 50 to 80% uh, part of the spectrum, and 80% would be higher than uh, the population in the province of China that has been most seriously affected. So these are realistic worst-case scenarios. And if the worst were to take place, then up to 80% of the Welsh population uh, would be affected uh, as well. So that is the figure uh, that planning is using through our Chief Medical Officer and the emergency coordinating arrangements uh, that we have. It's not a prediction. It's not what we think will happen. It is an assumption for planning purposes. But that 80% figure mentioned in Scotland confirmed today uh, in London is the same figure that we are working to here in Wales.
10: Thank you. Uh, the Four Nations Action Plan uh, published today shows that Wales has not yet put certain uh, measures in place. Uh, in Scotland and Northern Ireland, the virus is now classified as a notifiable disease. Uh, why isn't it here? I- in England, emergency powers are already in place to allow the police to direct and detain a person who does not comply with the request to be isolated if suspected of carrying the virus, and those powers will be extended to uh, medical and public health professionals. Will this happen here? And can we have a daily, rather than uh, a weekly public update, as happens in Scotland, of the number of positive and negative coronavirus tests?
3: Uh, Well, first of all, to assure the member that there is a daily Uh, update provided in Wales, provided every day on the Public Health Wales uh, website and we intend that that will continue. Um, As far as uh, the powers of detention are concerned, uh, we continue to work with the UK government and with the Scottish and Northern Ireland uh, governments on potential legislation that may need to be brought forward so that if the worst were to happen, that governments would have the necessary powers to be able to respond to a disease that has moved beyond uh, the containment uh, and delay uh, phase. and We will report that to the National Assembly here, of course, and make sure that there are opportunities for members to scrutinise uh, those powers should they become uh, necessary. Uh, we report uh, all the time Claudio, on the number of people who have been tested here uh, in Wales. It's now hundreds uh, of people. The arrangements we have are very robust. We have a particular approach here in Wales which I think has been very successful of treating people with suspected uh, coronavirus in the community and 95% of cases in, of testing in Wales are carried out in people's homes. All of that is recorded, all of that uh, is published the information is robust uh, and the method of responding to need i think has been successful uh,
10: the latest uk government assessment is that is that up to a fifth of the workforce may be off sick uh, during the peak uh, in an epidemic um the number of people on zero hours contracts in wales between june 2018 and july, july 2019 Increased by uh, 35%, and only one in seven of them get sick pay. Uh, what funds do the four governments intend to set up to ensure that people on such contracts, agency staff in the NHS, and <coughs> universal benefit uh, complainants do not have to choose
3: between their health or paying their bills? It is an important point the member raises. Uh, of course. Uh, In the meeting that uh, I attended and my colleague Von Gethin attended of the National COBRA uh, meeting yesterday, Uh, issues of sick pay were uh, discussed and uh, I know that thought is being given to the way in which that system operates so that if the worst were to happen, that people would not find themselves in the position of feeling obliged to go to work. Uh, because, without being in work, there is no income available to them.
11: When is the flight, Paul Dav-
1: Leader of the Opposition, Paul Davis.
11: Can I uh, take this opportunity to thank, uh, thank you, First Minister, for your briefing on the uh, coronavirus uh, outbreak uh, this morning. Now, I'm pleased to see governments and agencies working together to tackle this virus, and I'm sure you'll agree with me that it's vitally important that agencies and governments continue to work together in the public interest. Now, it's critical, of course, that our primary care services are able to cope with any new demand as a result of this development. And as you know, services across Wales are somewhat stretched, with a Wales Audit Office report showing that plans to (coughs) address pressure in primary care has been patchy and uh, slow. Now, in responding to the 2020-2021 Welsh Government's Draft Budget debate, the um, Health and Social Care Committee has also made it clear that greater, greater clarity about the funding for primary care and community activities needed in future budget rounds. So we can ensure that the level of resources reaching frontline primary care services is uh, sufficient. As the um, first case of coronavirus in Wales has now been confirmed, can you tell us how the Welsh Government is monitoring the developments around the spread of the coronavirus to ensure that the people of Wales are as informed as possible? Can you also tell us whether you are confident that the Welsh primary care sector has the capacity and resources needed in the event that the number of cases substantially increase, and whether there is any flexibility in the Welsh government's budget so that additional resources could be allocated efficiently should coronavirus spread and become much uh, more of a wider public health issue in the future?
3: Uh, well, thank uh, the leader of the opposition for those questions. On spread, uh, there is clear advice available to patients in Wales, and as of today, any patient needing advice will be able to use the 111 uh, number to get coronavirus advice at no charge uh, to that individual. Uh, The advice is, if you think you have uh, any uh, vulnerability not to go to the GP, not to go to an accident and emergency department, but to take advice through that number in the first uh, instance. Uh, In relation to the one individual who has been identified in Wales, then, of course, Public Health Wales has immediately set about contact tracing, as it's called, to make sure that anybody who might have come into contact with that individual and therefore be uh, additionally exposed to risk, that they're known, that they're tested, and that they can receive the reassurance uh, that they need. Uh, Paul Davis makes a very important point about primary care. Uh, Should coronavirus move into a phase where delay in mitigation, as the plan suggests, become the primary uh, response, then primary care will be in the front line to try and mitigate the need for hospitalisation. And yesterday, the Health Minister, myself, and the Chief Medical Officer uh, talked about ways in which we might be able to remove some of the requirements of primary care currently uh, operates uh, within. So often as a result of debates here on this assembly floor, uh, GPs carry out routine monitoring in many conditions, diabetes, uh, for example, where people are called in, monitored, and so on. Uh, it may be that uh, if this becomes a more urgent situation, we may have to suspend some of that more routine work uh, that GPs currently undertake in order to release their time to be able to respond to more urgent uh, needs. Uh, as Paul Davis suggested, that has budgetary consequences because GPs are paid on the basis of carrying out that sort of activity. That's the nature of the contract uh, that we have with them. So we would have to be able to make sure that our GPs knew that by not doing things that we currently expect of them to free up their time for more urgent stuff, that they wouldn't be financially disadvantaged as a result. And there's flexibility uh, in our budgets to make sure that we can do that.
11: Of course it's particularly important that the Welsh Government is also in discussion with all uh, health care settings to ensure that the entire Uh, health and social care sector is as fully informed as possible and understands exactly how it can best treat those in its care. Now we know from the outbreak of coronavirus, for example in Seattle, that it has prompted calls for preventative measures in America's nursing homes and social care settings where residents are at heightened risk of serious complications from the virus because of the dual threat of age and close living conditions. Of course the same goes for those residents living in social care settings in Wales and so First Minister can you tell us what discussions has the Welsh government specifically had with social care providers and contractors here in Wales and what contingency plans is the Welsh government currently working on to better safeguard those living in social care settings from coronavirus
3: Well again thank you for that important point because what we know about the virus is is that its impact is more significant amongst older people and people whose immune systems are already compromised because of other conditions. And those people are to be found in greater concentrations in residential care and nursing homes. So uh, Paul Davis is absolutely right to draw attention to the particular needs of that sector. Of course, the system is already alert uh, to that. Uh, Advice is being provided through the normal Uh, clinical and other means of contact with the sector. Uh, We will do more to make sure that we draw those uh, key leaders in the sector, Care Forum, Wales, for example, into these conversations. There is a particular challenge here uh, in Wales, across our border, as uh, I know the member will know, uh, residential care is largely provided by a small number of very large Uh, companies. Uh, In Wales, the pattern is not like that. While we have some provision by corporate providers, we still have a sector that is dominated by small owners of one or two residential care homes. Uh, And getting messages out to people is a bigger challenge when you have larger numbers of people involved and people who may not necessarily be as attuned to are dealing with demands as large companies who are well uh, set up and equipped to do this. So we're very alert to the particular challenges that we may face here in Wales and taking action already to make sure that people at that front line have all the best information and are able to respond to uh, the spread of this virus were that to happen into those sectors.
11: Uh, First Minister, with the uh, threat of confirmed cases in Wales thought to rise over time, it is essential that the Welsh NHS is as fully staffed as possible to treat anyone who has symptoms of the virus. Sadly, we already know that the NHS is facing significant uh, recruitment uh, challenges. So can you tell us what immediate steps the Welsh Government is taking to address any recruitment matters within the Welsh NHS as a matter of urgency? Could you also tell us whether the Welsh government is looking at the emergency registration of health professionals who have retired as a way of increasing the number of people who can help treat those affected by the coronavirus and if so what safeguards the Welsh government is putting in place for those retired doctors given that they will also be vulnerable to the virus given their age and whether the Welsh government is considering the introduction of emergency indemnity coverage generally for healthcare care workers to provide care or diagnostic services?
3: Uh, well, so with more people work in the Welsh NHS today than ever before in its history, and even during a decade of austerity, the number of people working in the Welsh NHS has risen by 10% over that uh, period. So while there are recruitment challenges, of course, and in particular uh, areas uh, as well, in general, the NHS... In Wales recruits very well uh, and is very well staffed. I referred in my answer to Adam Price to emergency legislation that is being discussed between the four uh, governments and those discussions are not uh, concluded. But I'm happy to give an assurance uh, to uh, the member that that those discussions are um, covering the emergency re-registration of staff who have recently uh, retired or left uh, the profession, and that's nurses and others as well as uh, doctors, in order to persuade those people to come back uh, and help out uh, in an emergency, it is important to offer them a series of protections, uh, that their pensions won't be uh, affected, uh, that there will be indemnity uh, cover for them uh, put in place, Uh, that there may be a need for retraining, even if it's rapid and concentrated, to make sure that people's skills are uh, at a level that they will be confident to practice uh, again. Uh, All of those matters are being very actively discussed between the governments and between uh, the professional associations. Uh, And uh, I repeat the undertaking I gave to uh, Adam Price that uh, should these um, should these discussions mature into a piece of legislation, uh, and the Welsh government's view will be that one piece of legislation for the whole of the United Kingdom is preferable as far as possible to separate pieces of legislation in different parts of the United Kingdom. but we will nevertheless make sure that uh, the outcome of those discussions are properly reported to uh, the Senate, and members here will have an opportunity to scrutinise them.
12: To play
1: Brexit, Mark. Leader of the Brexit Party, Mark Reckless.
12: When you became
3: First Minister,
12: um, 60% of people asked by YouGov said that they didn't know who you were. When YouGov asked again, after you had been First Minister for a year, half of people in Wales still didn't know who you were or have any opinion about you. When they polled in Wales a month ago, on who would make the best First Minister. 8% of people answered Mark Drakeford. 71% answered don't know. First Minister, to invigorate Welsh democracy, isn't it time we directly elected the First Minister?
3: Uh, so It's not a cause of action that I think has merit.
12: Thank you for your short answer, First Minister. In the the referendum less than 10 years ago, the people of Wales were asked if they agreed to lawmaking powers being devolved in 20 (coughs) specified areas. So how do you justify now all powers being devolved except those that are reserved to Westminster? And this afternoon we vote on Welsh rates of income tax yet in that referendum the people of wales were promised it was actually written on the ballot paper the assembly cannot make laws on tax whatever the result of this vote the legislation was passed in 2006 i believe for that vote why was that promise broken why did your 2016 why did your 2016 manifesto Before the 2017 Wales Act was passed, refer to when income tax powers are devolved, given the 2014 Act required a referendum. And why, given your predecessors and it seems your backbenchers referred to this as a Conservative broken promise, did you agree to it?
3: Well, Souris, the promise was broken by the Conservative Party, the party of which he was a temporary member Uh, at the time time. Uh, and no doubt supported uh, it when that party changed its mind. This government agreed with the original proposition that if income tax were to be devolved to Wales it ought to be subject to a referendum. It was the Conservative Party that changed its mind uh, about that and the Conservative Party in power in Westminster with his support support changed its mind about it. Now I am not saying I am not saying that there wasn't a case uh, for doing uh, that. The, con- the Conservative Government at the time made that case. But the Member asks me about an action for which he was responsible.
4: Question 3, Neil Hamilton.
1: Question 3, Neil Hamilton. Will the First Minister
13: provide an update on Welsh Government efforts to tackle self-harm in Wales.
3: Uh, thank the Member for that. The causes of self-harm are complex and require a multi-agency Response: uh, We continue to work with a range of partners to reduce self-harm in Wales as we take forward the action set out in the Til- Talk to Me Too strategy and the recently published together for mental health delivery plan.
13: I, I thank the First Minister for that reply. First Minister will know that the incidence of self-harm is massively enhanced by those who suffer adverse experiences in childhood and uh, uh, that can be neglect. Um, or it can be abuse, whether it's physical abuse or emotional abuse or sexual abuse, or household dysfunction, which can include all sorts of things, like uh, um, things that happen in a broken home or uh, imprisonment of close family members, even things like divorce. Uh, Public Health Wales has produced figures which show that uh, uh, those who suffer four or more of these uh, adverse childhood experiences are ten times more likely to have felt suicidal or to have suffered from self-harm. And where there are six or more of these uh, uh, adverse childhood experiences, then the risk of suicide is enhanced by a massive 35 times. He'll be aware that the Wave Trust is a charity which deals with these kinds of problems, and that they have proposed the introduction of a target for Welsh Government, whereby the incident... the the, uh, to reduce the incidence of ACEs by 70% by 2030. Every single member of this assembly apart from government ministers has signed up to this, with the exception yeah, yeah. of the Minister for Education who has signed up to it. Um, uh, d- does he think that we're all wrong? Would it not be an advantage therefore to have a target? Because although one accepts the government don't always meet their targets, it's often not their fault that they, they fail to meet them. But nevertheless, a target is important to aim at and gives a, a greater urgency to the so, solution of the problems which we all want to deal with.
3: Uh, well, thank the member uh, for that. Those are those are all important uh, points, and certainly the Welsh government's approach to trying to reduce incidents of self-harm uh, has three main components to it. Tackling adverse childhood experiences is, is one of them. The whole-school approach that we have to dealing with young people in the school setting who report self-harm and tackling mental health stigma uh, which also has such a big uh, impact on young people who feel themselves to be in a difficult mental uh, health position and where self-harm can be uh, the result. Is a target the best way to focus attention uh, on it? I'm only in favour of targets where they are genuinely smart and where other ways uh, of making a difference have been attempted and have been found not to be uh, effective. So many different things uh, are counted within the adverse childhood experience ambit. A fraction of them Uh, are devolved and in the hands of the Welsh Government. Uh, A target over which you have so little control as to whether or not it can be achieved, I think is of doubtful uh, value. Uh, I want to see adverse childhood experiences reduced, of course. That's why we have invested in this area, that's why we have set up a source of expertise Uh, in this area, to make sure that those professionals who come into contact with children understand what those young people might have gone through and respond to it uh, in the right way. Setting a target, I'm yet to be convinced that it will make the difference that we all want to see made.
4: Angela Burns. First Minister, in the first eight weeks of this year, I've already dealt with four different sets of parents who have come to me uh, bereft in tears, uh, not knowing what to do because their child has started to self-harm or has been self-harming for some time. And, of course, um, it is sometimes a precursor to leading into eating disorders and uh, so on. (coughs) What seems to be very difficult for them to find is real support and understanding and comprehension. So they go to the internet to try to read up about it. I've pointed them and signpost them to charities that I know of. I appreciate that there's a lot done in schools and in the school setting to um, educate the children. We wait for CAMs to come and step in or we wait for other mental health interventions. But I wondered if your government might turn its mind to um, reviewing and seeing if we can improve the support that parents and carers can receive, because it is a, a very uh, unknown minefield for so many of them, and they're terrified. They don't want, want to say the wrong thing, to encourage it by mistake, to say, come on, let's have something, you know, and, and, and it will lead to worse and worse and worse um, sadness in the young child or the young person, and, and to greater mental um, health issues. So more support for parents or more easily accessible support, because even with the resources I have in the Assembly, I'm still not clear of all of the opportunities there are to support parents.
3: parents. Well, I entirely agree with what Angela Burns has said about the distress that parents feel when trying to deal with a young person who exhibits uh, these sorts of difficulties and a sense of powerlessness and not knowing how best to help and so on. Um, It is part of the reason why we're putting an extra half a million pounds this year into addressing issues of suicide and self-harm, because suicide and self-harm, to remind us all of the title of the committee report in this area, is everybody's business. Uh, And that means finding ways in which parents and carers can be helped so that they can feel more confident in either assisting young people directly or in signposting them to other uh, sources uh, of help. We are also uh, sponsoring Swansea University, Llawid, since December of last year in a new study uh, to look at services who have had significant contact with young people before those young people uh, have a tendency to self-harm. To see whether there is anything we can do in that preventative way, as we talk about here, trying to plug things in earlier Uh, in the system, so that young people don't find themselves in that position. That involves improving the skills of staff, but it can also be a way of making sure that parents have access to information that they themselves need, but also to practical ways in which they themselves could be of more help. Because that's generally what parents are looking for. What more can they do? They may need help to do it, but they want not to feel, as they often do, so helpless in the face of something awful that is going on inside their own family.
14: Nigel. Thank you, Claire. The recent review of deaths by children and young people by suicide and probable suicide identified better management of self-harm in children and young people as a key opportunity for suicide prevention. Now there is clear, nice guidance in place for the management of self-harm, but uh, the review highlights the fact that that needs to be fully implemented across Wales and also audited, particularly in relation to emergency department attendance, psychosocial assessment there, and referral and signposting from such attendances. What more can we do? For First Minister to ensure that all young people get an appropriate service when they're admitted to an A&E department through self-harming in Wales?
3: Well, I very much agree that the experience of a young person uh, or anybody who has had an experience of self-harm or attempted suicide have in accident and emergency departments is really crucial to their ability to make a recovery from that. It is why uh, over the last five years we have invested more in specialist mental health presence at the front door of emergency uh, departments so that people who otherwise spend their time uh, dealing with the sort of physical ailments that come through uh, the door have access to specialist help on the spot when they know they are dealing with an episode that is rooted in unhappiness and uh, mental health causes. Uh, and making sure that those staff have access to that specialist help themselves are trained to identify uh, instances of self-harm and to be able to respond to that in a supportive uh, way, in a way that doesn't imply blame, that doesn't imply that people are somehow uh, getting in the way of other people who need help uh, more. We've all read the the accounts in uh, that report and other places. Making sure that we tackle that by training and by uh, additional specialist help at the front door of the hospital are the ways in which we have attempted to strengthen services.
4: Question for Gareth
1: Bennett. Bennett. What assessment
3: has the First Minister made of plans to move the
15: Assembly's operations to North Wales for a week?
3: Uh, It is not for the Executive to make an assessment of the Legislature's uh, intentions, but your officials continue to be in discussion with Welsh Government uh, officials on the plans for Senev Cllwyd.
15: Yes, I take on board the separation between the Executive and uh, the Assembly, but this is all to the public outside, this is all public money. It seems to me that this proposal is a colossal waste of public money and is nothing more than a PR stunt. A week in North Wales isn't going to rectify 20 years of neglect. Now the First Minister is calling on the UK Government to give money for flood victims but he isn't um, going to make any comment on spending, all this bu- on spending all this public money on politicians having a jolly. Does he agree with me that all members should oppose this waste of money and boycott that week's proceedings?
3: Uh, well, with none of those are matters uh, for me. Uh, I entirely disagree. Uh, with the points the member makes just as a member of uh, the Senate because I think it is really important uh, that we are seen, that we are visible, that we demonstrate to people in every part of Wales the relevance of what goes uh, on here uh, to their uh, lives. Uh, I know that the Commission is planning, uh, organizing and will be managing the senate uh proceedings and I understand probably, that you plan to release further details of the event later this month and I look forward very much uh, to being with other members in North Wales in June? Donald Miller. The author, First Minister, while clearly
15: there will be some public debate about whether it's appropriate to relocate the Senedd uh, to North Wales for uh, a week's worth of business... I think it's more proper for me to direct my questions to you regarding your government's responsibilities. I was very pleased to see that uh, you visited Llanbert al in my constituency last week to meet with flood victims there who have been washed out for three times uh, in eight years. Uh, can, I, can I ask for you to continue to engage uh, with constituents including West and elsewhere in North Wales, and what plans your government has to take more government departments to North Wales uh, in the future and to locate (coughs) more of those uh,
3: civil service jobs uh, that are currently based in Cardiff out into the regions? Uh, Well, thank the member for that. I was very pleased to be in his constituency uh, last week, very pleased to be with the leader of Conway. Uh, council with NRW and others and to have the opportunity to meet directly with people who've been affected uh, by flooding and to hear from them about ideas that they were able to contribute as to how flood defences can be strengthened uh, in that village for uh, the future. Welsh government ministers uh, are in North Wales absolutely uh, regularly, I think I'm looking from here to the end of the row, every member of the cabinet I see from uh, here to the Minister for the Welsh Language have been in North Wales in recent uh, weeks and the event uh, that this Senedd plans to hold uh, in June will be an opportunity for all government ministers uh, to be not just at the events that the Senedd will hold but to be in all parts of North Wales listening, learning, talking and seeing how we can strengthen the relationship between North Wales residents and the work of a Government that seeks to serve them.
4: Question 5, David.
3: Question 5, David Melding.
1: Statement on Welsh Government
15: policies to tackle youth homelessness.
3: Uh, thank the Member for that question. The Welsh Government has invested an extra £20 million in this financial uh, year in tackling youth homelessness. And in carrying out that work, we work closely with partners across Government, the public and third sectors in support of that uh, aim. Tackling youth homelessness is also informed by our engagement with the End Youth Homelessness campaign.
15: Thank the First Minister for that answer. And I wonder would you join with me in congratulating the Salvation Army as the lead uh, um, agency uh, joining with TAF Housing Association and the Church Army to create the Cardiff Young Persons Supported Accommodation Partnership which was launched in the Pierhead last week. And this partnership has been commissioned by... Cardiff Council, I think, is an instance of, uh, of best practice uh, as a system change partnership that understands each young person has individual needs and uh, a presenting styles, so <coughs> and that we need supported accommodation to uh, uh, respond to many of these. And 106 units will be planned in Cardiff. And at its heart uh, is the concept of no eviction into homelessness, which I think is essential, and offering young people influence and control over their housing needs. So I, I do congratulate all those, including Cardiff Council, for coming together. And is this not the sort of partnership approach that you should be encouraging uh, um, uh, all over waves?
3: Uh, well, can I thank uh, the member for that supplementary question? And for the way in which over so many years uh, he has championed uh, the cause of young people in distress in so many aspects of their lives. And seeing his announcement uh, last week, his contribution uh, on these matters will be missed uh, in this Senate in, in the future. Uh, and I want to agree with what he has uh, said, of course. Uh, TAF Housing Association is in my own constituency of Cardiff West and my office is not many hundreds of yards away from there. So we have a very good uh, opportunity there to hear of the work that they do in bringing together the physical response to youth homelessness with the care and support needs that young people who find themselves in that awful position often need uh, as well and the scheme to which uh, he refers is a very good example uh, of that making sure that young people have a decent place to live but that they don't feel abandoned in it uh, that they know that they will not be isolated and alone but they will have a network of organizations that they can turn to so the difficult business of looking after yourself and being in charge uh, of your own destiny. Uh, Most of us are never on our own. We have families and others that we can turn to. And we know that young people who find themselves homeless often don't have any uh, of that. So putting those things in place through the Salvation Army, the Church Army, uh, and the things that TAF Housing Association can do fills the whole uh, of that uh, gap. And I commend commend as he did the work that they uh, do And the point he made towards the end of his question about that principle of no eviction into homelessness is an absolutely central one which I know my colleague Julie James as the Minister uh, for Housing uh, is emphasising in all the discussions that she has with social housing providers in Wales.
14: In to tackling youth homelessness, surely we have to take an evidence-based approach and we know that in Finland the Housing First scheme has achieved tremendous results since it was launched over a decade ago and the Scottish scheme which was launched last year has already housed 216 people. Now that scheme can be particularly effective for care leavers when their support from social services drops off a cliff at 18. I'm aware that the Welsh Government has funded pilot schemes through fantastic organisations like Pobble Group in Newport, in Ammanford, in Robe Can on Taft, and I hear from the sector that these schemes are achieving some brilliant results as we would expect. But First Minister, given that we already know that housing first works, I would question whether we need to pilot it here. Should 't we go ahead and roll it out over Wales with sustainable funding so that we can support homeless people and those at risk of homelessness when they are young and at all ages all over the country to get into safe accommodation? Not just those people who are fortunate enough to live within the current pilot scheme areas.
3: Uh, so, I agree, of course, about the importance of evidence in this area. I think it's just a bit unfair to describe what is happening in Housing First for young people as a pilot, uh, of the 4.8 million pounds that we have put into the Youth Homeless Innovation Fund, there are now six housing first for young people. Uh, schemes in operation already and they're already in seven of the 22 local authorities in Wales. So I think we've already gone beyond a simple pilot. Uh, Of course we wanted to learn as Del Jewel has said the evidence of those first seven local authority actions because while the Finland the Finnish experience is compelling, one of the things we have surely learnt is is that you, you cannot simply pick something up that has happened even one part of Wales and drop it into another part of Wales and think it will just, uh, it will just take root in the same way. We are adapting the Finnish uh, experience and evidence so that it works in the Welsh context. That's what those six uh, schemes are doing and then of course we will want to learn from that to make sure that it is extended beyond that into other parts of Wales. <laughs>
1: Question 6, Jennifer Saunders. What
16: steps is the First Minister taking to improve flood management in the Conway Valley following recent storms.
3: Thank the Member for that. The Welsh Government continues to invest in schemes to reduce flooding in the Conway Valley as we have over the last decade. We are also providing 100% grant funding to local authorities to repair flood infrastructure damaged by recent storms.
16: Okay, thank you. Now, as you know, con- constituencies across Upper Conway have been devastated, in particular by Storm Kira. Now, lack of presence um, and a more robust, proactive approach by NRW has caused considerable concern within my constituency. And you'll be aware that on Saturday I held a meeting, and I think we, we established, I think it's 121 people t- uh, turned up, very, very concerned, very, very upset, and very, very angry with the Welsh Government. And what was said, NRW, and it was an overwhelming opinion, that NRW are not fit for purpose, or the initials should stand for no real work. Now, there are, is a growing number of people in Aberconway that believe that a flood inquiry uh, is required in Llan Roost. Yet the Minister, three or four weeks ago, said that she was reassured by the NRW that um, the current flood mitigation plans in place would mean that Plan uh, really, you know, Roost was fairly safe. Well, I think Storm Kira proved her wrong on that occasion. Now... Um, in the short term, we do need urgent action to help prevent future events. At the meeting, several concerns were raised about basic aspects of flood management, like they couldn't get sandbags. Now, before you blame the local authority, you've got to remember that it is your government that has woefully, inadequately funded Conway County Borough Council.
4: Floodgates... I'm, I'm sure the Member is coming to a question. I've I am. very generous, if you can ask your question. Floodgates...
16: For properties that were affected would have been a really good mitigation risk, and they're asking for, for them going forward. So what steps will you take now to help ensure that the NRW actually do their work and hold that responsibility, very importantly, to work with Welsh Government, to work hand-in-hand with our local authority? and just take a more proactive approach. Had that been taken, several properties in Plan Roost would not have been affected.
3: Well, Llywyd, uh, I am not going to blame the local authority at all. Uh, when I spoke with a leader, the conservative leader of Conway uh, Council, uh, I had a very clear account of the enormous efforts that the local authority made over those difficult uh, days. Nor should she. I I really think it is really wrong of her to criticise NRW where everywhere I have gone in Wales, where everywhere I have gone in Wales, the people who work for NRW carried out heroic work uh, weekend after weekend to protect people and homes from the onset of that flooding and to hear her criticise those people who were out there saving lives, saving property from the comfort of her seat uh, in this assembly, it really doesn't do her any credit. Uh, When I was in uh, Conway speaking to residents, uh, they talked to me about their enormous gratitude to the workers of NRW who stood there in that rain and in that flood manually clearing uh, drains and clearing defences to make sure that homes were not flooded. I understand, of course I understand, that people whose homes and properties have been affected are angry about that and want something to be done better uh, in the future. It doesn't serve them at all just to try and attach that anger to blaming an organisation that did everything it could to defend them uh, and their properties. There will be inquiries of course, it is the statutory responsibility of the local authority uh, under the 2010 Act now to carry out an investigation into what happened in Llan Roost and elsewhere I spoke to the Leader of the Council about that. I know they will take that very seriously. They appear to have a good deal more balanced idea of what went wrong and what needs to be done than the Member who represents them here appears to have.
4: Question, six, Neil Mac-
1: Question 7, Neil McAvoy. Will the
6: First Minister make a statement on the current challenges faced by residents in Cardiff West as a result of work related to the Cardiff Local Development Plan?
3: as how the implementation of a local development plan is a matter for the local authority planning conditions and section 106 agreements may be used to address the impact of development and create new facilities in affected areas
6: it's quite a dis- disappointing response there we're, we're only at stage 1 of a five stage local development plan and the problems are already chronic The closure of Hale-Pantagorid is causing causing huge problems along Church Road. And if you or your staff had bothered to attend a meeting recently, you were invited to, then you'd know about that. People literally cannot move because of traffic. The resulting air pollution is a real concern. And with the floods recently, it's even more worrying that the very land soaking up the water right now is going to be built on. When I raised these issues back in 2012, you said I was scaremongering. mongering. Well, everybody knows the truth now, don't they? When are you going to apologise for misleading the people of Cardiff West back then and doing virtually nothing about the problems encountered by people in the west of this city?
3: So, I am uh, perfectly content that the person elected by residents of Cardiff West to represent them here in the National Assembly is aware of all the necessary information and is taking all the action required.
9: Dear what actions is the Welsh Government uh, taking to improve the recycling rates in Isloin?
3: So, the Welsh Government will invest in new infrastructure to treat materials not currently widely recycled bring a new focus to the recycling of waste, ele- electrical and electronic equipment, and bring forward new regulations to improve business recycling.
9: Thank you. The people of land are rightly proud of their contribution to Wales' reputation as a world leader in recycling and our desire to move Wales towards becoming a zero waste country by 2050. First Minister, following the recent devastating floods that impacted on Wales' Cofilly County Borough Council, we then offered to collect people's flood-damaged property. What measures and assurances then can the Welsh Government initiate to ensure that this civic effort does not negatively affect the recycling targets and measures that Caerphilly County Borough Council will be judged by? And how does the Welsh Labour Government envisage that the Beyond Recycling strategy will make the circular economy a progressive reality in this and across Wales?
3: Uh, thank the member for those supplementary questions. Uh, so I was going to begin by paying tribute to the efforts of Caerphilly County Borough Council as other local authorities in Wales in responding to the impact of flooding on their local residents. Uh, I'm aware of the point that local authorities have raised. Those many local authorities that have provided immediate relief to householders providing skips, free of charge, without the need for permits and so on. Uh, The anxiety that that may have an impact on their recycling uh, rates. I want to give those local authorities Uh, an assurance this afternoon that they will not be penalised for having done the right thing, Uh, that where costs have been involved they will be able to reclaim those costs from the Welsh Government through the emergency uh, financial assistance uh, scheme and reputationally where local authorities are anxious it will look as though their recycling rates uh, have fallen. We are working with NRW to be able to record uh, the impact of flood uh, affected waste in a different way so that that reputational damage uh, can uh, be mitigated. Uh, As to the action that we can take through the circular uh, economy, uh, there are a series of actions in the plan that is currently being consulted upon. My colleague uh, Hannah Biden right across Wales carrying out uh, meetings with members of the public and organisations with an interest uh, in uh, this, here are just three ways uh, in which we will assist the uh, residents of Islo in the efforts they already make uh, to maximise uh, recycling. We are going to provide new infrastructure so the material that currently can't be recycled will be able to be recycled uh, in the future. We are going to put a new focus on the recycling of electrical and electronic equipment which currently can be difficult to collect and difficult to recycle. The the recycling, uh, the circular economy plan puts a new emphasis uh, on that. And we are going to make sure that businesses uh, in Wales are treated in the same way as householders are, so that commercial industrial and construction waste is separated uh, by those uh, businesses, can be recycled in the way that household waste can be recycled and further boost. Uh, the reputation which Wales already has as the leading recycling leading recycle nation in the United Kingdom second in Europe and third across the whole world
1: Thank you First Minister The next item is questions to the Deputy Minister and the first question is from uh,
8: Claire. Will the will Deputy Minister make a statement on the allocation of Community Facilities programme funding in the Rhondda Cunantaf?
17: I'm pleased to say that since the Community Facilities programme was opened in 2015, 14 projects in Rondakan and TAF have benefited from a total of 1.67 million in capital funding.
8: Uh, Deputy Minister, the uh, Community Fund has been vital in the development of a number of community facilities in my constituency, areas such as Ely Valley Miners, restoring that into a useful sports park for the local community and many other projects as well. We've now of course had communities that have been devastated by flooding, including many of our community facilities as well, uh, community areas, community resources and so on. And I wonder if there is any possibility of looking at the CAFAP funding system to see whether there is sufficient flexibility To enable those community facilities in the flood hit areas uh, to be supported through the fund uh, as quickly as possible, uh, if that that can be arranged, uh, in order to assist with not just the the devastation to people's homes, but also the devastation that has occurred to their communities and their community facilities as a result of the recent flooding.
17: Well, I thank the member for Pontypridd for that very important question and can say that. I've already taken action to ensure that the community facilities programme will fast track any applications from community facilities which have been affected by the recent floods. Just to remind uh, members here that the CFP, as it's called, can provide small grants of up to £25,000 to help quickly alleviate uh, immediate problems which may prevent, for example, community facilities opening for business. But also, of course, there are much larger grants which your constituency has benefited from, from up to 250,000 to carry out major uh, renovation works. But I did give this message on Friday um, when I visited Klanitleth, the Miners' Institute in Blyna Gwent, just one of the many uh, community facilities engaged with the tremendous uh, community response. And I, I'm glad to be able to give that, uh, uh, that message again today about communities facilities programme. But you also, of course, will be aware of the Wales Council for Voluntary Action President's Fund, and it's now called Help Wales. Um, They're distributing funding that's been raised through their president, Michael Sheen's GoFundMe campaign, Um, and third sector organisations uh, affected by flooding can apply for up to 5,000 to help them rebuild. Of course, that's via WCVA's grant team. And I, Mike Hedges.
15: Two, my Deputy Minister, provide an update on Welsh Government support for the Nigerian community.
17: Well, we work extensively with diverse groups across Wales and fund the All Wales, ba- All Wales BAME engagement programme to support communities to advocate on matters which affect them. We have also funded an innovative community-led multicultural hub in Swansea, uh, which includes the Nigerian Association.
15: Uh, thank you. I'm well aware of that multicultural hub, which is very popular, uh, but I'm told by a member of the, of the Nigerian community that it, it is growing, especially in Swansea and Cardiff. And they've, and they've asked me to ask, what support can the Welsh Government provide for the creation of a social and community centre for the Nigerian community?
17: I thank Matt Kudges for that question, and I have responded um, to the correspondence uh, from uh, the member. Um, to recognise the importance of this growing community in Wales. I've drawn attention, of course, to the, as I've mentioned just previously, the Communities Facilities Grant, but also there's a Wales for Africa small grant scheme. But I think it is important to recognise that we did provide Community Facilities Program funding to Race Council Cymru for that cultural digital hub in Swansea's Grand Theatre, which does include the Nigerian Association, in Swansea, along with t- approximately 20 other cultural organisations, and met the Director of the Nigerian in Wales Association, Mrs Patience Bentu, um, to discuss their further needs.
1: Question 3, Question three David Mulde.
15: have Minister, I the measures have been taken to encourage the voluntary sector to apply for public sector tenders.
17: We provide support, encouragement and guidance through the Wales Procurement Policy Statement and our Third Sector Scheme. Our long-standing community benefits policy provides a flexible framework which enables public sector procurers to develop third sector friendly procurement approaches.
15: I thank the Minister for that answer. You may have heard earlier that I uh, asked uh, the First Minister a question about the Cardiff Young Persons Supported Accommodation (coughs) Partnership which has been led by the Salvation Army but has TAF Housing Association in it and uh, the Church Army also and that was encouraged, uh, that partnership approach by Cardiff uh, um, um, Council and it seems to me that's a really good example of best practice using the uh, resources of the uh, uh, voluntary sector in this uh, uh, a case also uh, involving a faith uh, uh, community approach. Um, and uh, uh, that's something that we want to open up, especially when they link up, you know, as in this case, with a, 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 a sort of public sector agency, and housing associations in that slight grey zone. But uh, this does seem to me the sort of work we want to encourage.
17: Oh, yes, and I would also like to add a, just a word of uh, thanks to David melding for his um, stewardship of the third sector we both came from the third sector when we became one of the, the two of the class of 99 um 21 years ago um, but uh, it's so important that you have championed uh, the third sector and this partnership that you have described this afternoon is exemplary <coughs> does engage with local authorities in the third sector and could i just in response to in, immediately to that question to say that this is very Linked to the Welsh Government's Code of Practice for funding for the third sector. And it does set out those principles for public bodies, such as local authorities, uh, how they should comply in terms of ensuring that there are opportunities for the third sector. And I am now going to put this uh, point on the agenda of the next Funding and Compliance Subcommittee of the Third Sector Partnership Council.
18: Anna Mary Jones. I've heard what the Deputy Minister said in response to David Melding about the existing support, but she will be aware that we have in recent months seen smaller local housing associations who are very well rooted in their communities losing out on funding bids to bigger organisations that may not be as well rooted. Uh, The Deputy Minister will be aware of women-led Third sector local organisations losing out on providing domestic abuse support uh, to much bigger organisations that may not have that level of local knowledge and (laughs) specialism. Uh, In my own constituency, we've seen a small local voluntary organisation that provides very specialist service to very traumatised children, losing funding to a big, uh, b- big organisation based in an English university. So I'd ask the Deputy Minister whether she will consider looking again at the guidance that she's already mentioned to David Meldy, and also having further conversations with local authorities in Wales to ensure that that uh, funding isn't, 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 you know, the, the funding practices are always consistently applied. Because it does seem to me that there's, you're representing a very big region, that there's regional variation between county councils. And while I wouldn't wish to suggest, Chloe, to the Deputy Minister that the smaller organisations are always better, I think we really do, we are at risk of losing that local expertise when organisations are not skilled up to make bids for those very competitive commercial style tenders.
17: Well, I'm grateful to Helen Marion Jones for raising that um, point and that example. Of course, we have got now statutory guidance in relation to commissioning for Audra SV, violence against women, domestic abuse and sexual violence uh, funding. And and we are in the early days of uh, ensuring that that guidance is enabling those specialist organisations, particularly, uh, as you say, to ensure that there is a level playing field. And indeed, that we should be looking where we can at Welsh organisations, their experience and their evidence. Um, And we're well aware of some of those outside of Wales organisations who have come in and and bid successfully. This is key not just for the third sector, but particularly in response to this question, um, but also for other uh, businesses and social enterprises in Wales. And I'm I'm very glad that these issues are being addressed through the foundational economy uh, routes, and that we've got some good examples where we are now, um, through the foundational um, economy work, uh, ensuring that we can actually uh, have jobs closer to home and contracts closer to home as well. But that applies to the third sector as well as to, uh, which includes of course social enterprises and
2: uh, housing associations.
1: Question four, Mohamed Ashka.
2: Mr. What action the Deputy Minister taking to improve community cohesion in South East Wales, please? We've expanded our community cohesion program
17: across Wales investing an additional 1.52 million pounds over two years Regional cohesion teams ensure local government, third sector and local communities are working together to foster cohesive communities.
2: Thank you, that, Prime Minister. I recently met with the representatives of the Peterstone resident Against Inappropriate Development Group to discuss their concern about the effect illegal travellers sites are having on the vent Lug levels between Newport and Cardiff by the coastal area. I'm advised that there are some 21 unauthorized and illegal sites on the levels. As a result, the dumping of waste and the flight tipping has increased. Damage is being done to an important wetlands resource and there is tension between the local resident and the travelers. Deputy Minister, will you agree to meet with me and representatives of the residents to discuss their concerns and address the issues associated with these illegal sites to improve community relations in the area.
17: Community relations are are crucially important and of course I'm aware of the uh, Troscanal uh, partnership engagement in these issues uh, in in the community. Uh, I am very aware that they are advocating uh, on behalf of uh, travellers and gypsies and recognising their needs in relation to uh, their travelling their travelling circumstances, Uh, and certainly this is a point where I would would say to the member that we need to recognise our responsibilities, Uh, and and indeed I'm responding to consultation on this, uh, the responsibilities the needs and rights of travellers, gypsies and Roma people in Wales. And I would say also that we still have a long way to go with some of our local authorities to ensure that we get sites. That's the crucial point, that we get sites for gypsies Travelers, Gypsies, and Roma community, and I am and looking forward to meeting the cross-party group um, in the next couple of weeks to discuss this. Uh, question.
1: Finally, question five, Marcus. How
0: is the Welsh government supporting volunteering and uh, voluntary groups in Wales? The Welsh government provides core funding for the Welsh Council for
17: Voluntary Action and county voluntary councils to support volunteers and volunteering groups across Wales. This includes the Volunteering in Wales grant. Which enables volunteering projects to recruit, support, train, and place new volunteers?
0: Well, the Family Fund has um, uh, reported a further reduction in the Welsh Government funding for 2020 21, despite the high levels of need they're seeing from families raising disabled children. Uh, The Wales Council of the Blind has warned that the Welsh Government's move away from the core funding model to project funding means the sustainability of specifically Welsh umbrella organisations is under immediate threat. Responding to the cash flat settlement for the housing support grant in the Welsh Government's draft budget, a cut in real terms, Welsh Women's Aid and Community Housing Cymru warned that services preventing homelessness and supporting independent living had reached a tipping point and a supported living service provider in North Wales told me the consequences would be increased pressure on the NHS, A&E and blue light services. But the Welsh Government has ignored these calls and frozen the housing support grant within its final budget. Why is the Welsh Government still pursuing these false economies which see key early intervention and prevention services uh, delivered by the voluntary sector are starved of funding adding millions to the cost pressure on statutory services rather than learning from this, working with the sector truly co-productively to spend that money better, deliver more and actually save more from the Welsh Government's budget too?
17: Well, I hope you will be uh, joining us uh, on these benches to support, to give support to the final budget this afternoon, which actually Absolutely. does include over a six, uh, six uh, million to um, part the final budget of approval in terms of volunteering in Wales grant 1.3 million allocated, administered by the Wales Council for the launch Action. I, me- I mentioned earlier on the code of practice funding the third sector forms part of the third sector scheme. Um, I look forward to supporting the Welsh Government this afternoon in terms of their budget which has a priority on social justice um, housing need and sustaining the services that are so important to people, which includes volunteering. But I have to say, um, we would be in a much better place if we haven't suffered the 10 years of austerity as a result of the UK Conservative Government.
1: Thank you, Deputy Minister. The next statement is the business statement and I call them the treadmill.